business leaders, listen up. It's time to eliminate bad attitudes, politics, and distrust on your business teams. It's time to change the culture of your team. That means you as the leader must change. It's time for you to have impact. Learn how from corporate consultant Dave Anderson on Impact Talk Radio. It's a learning hour of no fluff, straight talk with solutions designed to impact high-impact leaders who want to lead high-impact teams. It's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson with Impact Talk Radio. Hey, I don't know how many of you know this, but I'm a parent. I'm actually the parent of twins. And now while they're grown, they're grown now, but when I think about uh, when they were little and they would fall down and they'd hurt themselves, they'd cut themselves, I always wanted to clean and bandage the cut on them. You, know, you want to avoid the infection you know, and promote quick healing. Yeah, those wounds, if they're left to themselves, they can cause serious problems to the health of, of a child. And when you think about issues at work or maybe in a friendship or at home, if those are left alone, those can be dangerous as well. But if that's the case, why, if they're dangerous, if we leave those things alone, just like those wounds on our kid, why do, why do we avoid t- taking care of those wounds? Why do we ignore them? Well, is it just because... We don't see confrontation as part of healing. That's the problem, I think. Lots of times we don't see confrontation as part of healing. But confrontation done well can heal wounds. And it can also prevent wounds. But some people hear the word confrontation and they immediately get all squirrely and uncomfortable. Somehow confrontation has come to hold this negative connotation to a lot of, a lot of people. But, you know, Patrick Lencioni says in his book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, that a team that doesn't engage in a healthy conflict is probably not coming up with the best solutions. If you're not coming up with the best solutions because you don't engage in healthy conflict. And see, when, these peop- when people see- have a negative connotation of-, of conflict, as a result, companies, charities, churches, even families avoid dealing with issues that need to be addressed. And those wounds, they fester. They continue to fester, and, and they can, in fact, you know, just poison the whole body. I'm Dave Anderson, and you're listening to Impact Talk Radio. And on this show and every show, we talk about leadership. And you know what? It doesn't matter if you're a small business owner. It doesn't matter if you're a middle manager. You might be an entrepreneur. Maybe you're a corporate CEO. Leadership is for you, and Impact Talk Radio is for you. I bring on these leadership gurus all the time, and we talk about leadership. And I'm talking about people who are authors, they're speakers, they're consultants, they're people who have led and are leading. And these, these are people who've been there and done that. They know what they're talking about. And we just don't hit on theory. We talk about get down to brass tacks. What do you got to do? What do you have to do to lead in the midst of all the craziness that you have to take care of? How do you stop reacting and start leading? And today we're going to have Steve Wiley from the Lincoln Leadership Institute in Gettysburg back on. He was here for a previous show on transformational leadership. I encourage you to listen to that. But today we're going to talk about a component of transformational leadership, and that's courageous communication. So why don't we like the term confrontation? Why do some people get the hair standing up on the back of their neck when they hear that word confrontation or conflict? Well, one reason is fear. Fear is a limiting factor in a lot of situations when confrontation is called for. That fear inside of me overwhelms my desire to do the right thing or to fix something that's damaged. As a result, if you're like what I used to be, I used to procrastinate and hope the issue would just go away. But you know what? We all know it rarely does. And this was my habit until I started thinking about what my dad used to 
say to me. You say, hey, bud, everything's hard before it gets easy. And you know what? Confrontation is hard. But the sooner I handle an issue, the sooner the healing begins. And once a a wound festers and poisons the system, the longer the healing process and the higher the likelihood of scarring. We got to face these things. We got to use courage, have courage and face these things. The other issue is pride. Some people just don't want to lose. They're afraid they're going to lose. They might have to admit they're wrong. And that's wrong. It, you know, it takes humility to admit you're wrong. And it's, the sad truth is that many of us are terrible at this. I taught son, high school boys Sunday school for a number of years, and I once asked them, hey, when was the last time you ever – has you, you ever heard your parents say, I was wrong, please forgive me, or ask for forgiveness? And one kid out of 20 raised his hand. That's scary, and it's sad. The point is we got to have courage. Have, confrontation takes courage. Healthy confrontation takes courage. We're going to talk about courageous communication. We're going we're to look at confrontation a little bit differently when we call it courageous communication because it puts a more positive spin on it and on something that is inherently a positive thing. Courageous communication is initiated for the right reasons, and courageous communication is initiated in the proper setting and at the proper time. We're going to talk about that in the context of the Battle of Gettysburg with Steve Wiley because that's where he, he works at the Lincoln Leadership Institute when we get back from this commercial break. But look, if you're interested in learning more about what I do, you can follow me on at Twitter on Twitter at Dave Anderson eighty eight. You can also contact me via email Dave at ALSLead.com. If you're interested in somebody coming in and speaking or doing any work with you, uh, please contact me via email. We'll be back in just a couple moments with Steve Wiley as we talk about courageous communication. This is Impact Talk Radio, a dose of reality, a dose of advice, a dose of impact solutions. Dave Anderson will be right back. Join the Executive Business Seminar with author and trainer, Dr. Risa Wolf, Ph.D. Are you looking for practical business tips and techniques for dealing with difficult situations or lowering speaking anxiety? Then this show is where you need to be if you're a business owner, corporate executive, or anyone ambitious about their career growth. Dr. Risa Wolf draws from her extensive mentoring background for business leaders and executives and interviews leaders who have practical solutions. Join Dr. Risa Wolf every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for your edition of the Executive Business Seminar right here on ABRN, the all-business radio network. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on toginet.com. 
Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. It's time to stop reacting and start leading. Here's Dave Anderson. Look, I don't believe in accidents or coincidences, so I hope today you're going to find something that impacts you on here on Impact Talk Radio because there's a reason you're here. And maybe the reason you're here is because you heard the first show that Steve Wiley did with us where we talked about transformational leadership. Steve is the founder and president of the Lincoln Leadership Institute at Gettysburg, and Steve is one of the nation's most sought-after performance coaches. He's, you know, ABC News called him the best speaker you've never heard of. And USA Today slash Gannett News says he provides the most powerful performance training available. He's a proven entrepreneur, an author, and a highly acclaimed speaker who's trained and entertained thousands of top executives from around the world. Look, I convinced my company to continue to send people to the Lincoln Leadership Institute after I'd been there because I saw what an incredible experience can ha- uh, an organization can have at the Lincoln Leadership Institute. He's had clients that are Fortune 100 companies like Apple, Pfizer, Black & Decker, Xerox. He's had over 80 federal agencies like Homeland Security, the Department of Defense, the Department of Interior, the Department of Justice – All of these organizations have sent leaders to the Lincoln Leadership Institute to spend time with Steve and his team talking about leadership on the the battlefields as Gettysburg. So, Steve, thank you for being back on the show again today, this time to talk about courageous communication. Oh, you're very welcome, and what a privilege it is to be on this show, and what a great thing it is that you're doing uh, about leadership. Well, I'll tell you, Steve, I'm having a ball doing what I do, and I know you have a lot of fun because I've seen you speak, and you're a fun guy to watch speak because you have so much energy. And, you know, as founder of the Lincoln Leadership Institute, why don't you take a second for people maybe who didn't hear the first show and tell people about what you do there and how, and how you do it. Sure, I'd be delighted. I'd be delighted. We, we, um, we host teams of people who uh, are from organizations, big and small, Big and small. We've done the, the majority of the Fortune 100 companies. We've had about 100 presidential appointees in their teams, and we help people uh, as a team come and become better at leading their organization. And we do it a little differently. We focus, Dave, as you know, on leading organizations that are experiencing rapidly changing stressful environments or individuals, or communities, or federal government agencies. So we, we do leadership uh, based on the uh, metaphor of the Battle of Gettysburg. We don't believe that leadership can be taught. Uh, we think it can be learned, and learned from reflecting upon our own and other people's experiences. So that's what we try to do, is provide an environment for people to come as a team and reflect using that three-day Battle of Gettysburg as a metaphor. Well, why, why are you talking about leadership as opposed to maybe more management techniques and things? Why is it the focus leadership when people come, come to Lincoln Leadership Institute? Oh, we think it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, you know, we, we try to base everything on facts and studies and, and research. Um, two quick ones. One was they took 10,000 sophisticated decision makers, asked them what it is they buy when they buy. They say, we buy three things. We buy the company or the organization. We buy the product or service. And we buy the person who we're dealing with, the leader of that company. Uh, and when they asked, okay, of those three things, what's most important to your decision to be positive? 86% said it was the person. Uh, another study was 6,000 people. They asked them, why do you not do something? Why do you not remain loyal to an organization? Why do you not buy 
and two-thirds of the respondents in, in a study, not a survey, a study, said it had nothing to do with money. We always think that's the case. It had nothing to do with the rates or fees or costs or compensation. It had nothing to do with the quality. What it had to do with is a breakdown in communication with that person. So we're, we're in the people business. People lead other people. They take bullets for other people. They, they fall in love with people. So uh, unless we hone our skills to lead, we're not going to be as effective, whether it's in our families or places of worship or communities or at work. Well, you mentioned taking bullets, and hopefully people aren't taking bullets at work or taking bullets at their places of worship and things, but you use the, you use the Civil War. Why, why is the Civil War such a good, a, a good metaphor for leadership or a good teaching point? Well, we think it is, along with our other locations at the Alamo and the Pearl Harbor and Normandy. Well, at, at Battle, in Civil War, let's just say when the Civil War broke out, David, you know this better than most. Uh, nothing like that had happened before. It was the it was the tsunami of its day. It was the Katrina of the day. When it washed over this country, nobody was prepared to handle the rapidly changing, stressful, frightening environment that ensued. Um, we had uh, uh, when we tried to find a leader. When Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis said, "Find me a leader to lead this organization of a hundred thousand people," nobody had it on their resume. Uh, in the in the all the industries, it was the same way. In the medical field, we had doctors that could help 10, 20, 50, 100 people. Um, 10,000 casualties in a day? I mean, that's science fiction. It could never happen. So all these overwhelming challenges came up as a result of this tsunami of the Civil War. And what had to happen, which is so fortunate for us in 2015, is ordinary people, Dave, like you and me and Eric and John and Chuck and Nancy and Alice, had to step up and take action. Step up and take action in this rapidly changing, overwhelmingly stressful environment. And what we get are these beautiful, pure plays in leadership, these wonderful examples of leadership in a rapidly changing world. But we get them, Dave, without the political baggage of 2015. Nobody wastes their time saying, I didn't vote for the bomb. I love the woman. It's just Look at that display of leadership. And so uh, that's that's the reason we get these beautiful examples of leadership. Well, I've been on the Gettysburg battlefield multiple times, but what is it about Gettysburg that makes uh, make it such a great laboratory to discuss the topic of leadership? Well, uh, thank you for asking that. As we said, you know, we don't think people teach other people leadership. We think it's learned and learn through reflecting on experiences. And if you reflect on what happened in Gettysburg, it, it'll blow your mind. So come back with me to the evening before this horrific battle, the three-day battle of Gettysburg, 51,000 casualties, five to 10,000 dead horses in three days. 51,000 casualties, five mm. to 10,000 dead horses in three days, six million pounds of dead flesh. It was a scene of horror and desolation, which... Which humanity in all its years of existence uh, had had seldom witnessed. It was it was the greatest amount of human suffering this country has ever witnessed. Um, and uh, if you if you pretend like we could be there, come back with me and be there the evening before this battle, and we could mm-hmm. do what they did in desert storms in Afghanistan and have the media embedded and you know in the comfort of your living room see what's going on. And let's pretend that they could put a panel of experts up there and say, what's going on down there on the evening before this battle? This is how we'd answer it. 
we'd say these two massive organizations are creeping toward each other, the North, the South, the Army of the Potomac, the Army of Northern Virginia, the Union Confederates. And here's where it really provides a platform for stunning learning. We looked down in the evening before and the larger, higher tech, stronger, better prepared, better resourced, better equipped, better in every way organization was losing. When it came to the Battle of Gettysburg, they've been losing for a couple of years and they had uh, not just for not just for a couple a couple of years. They came to Gettysburg 08 and 1 and on the way to the trash bin of history. The smaller, mm. less effective, less, less, excuse me, the smaller, uh, less high-tech, uh, uh, lesser resource, lesser equipment, lesser in every way organization was losing. They came to Gettysburg 08 and 1 on the way to the trash bin of history. And I tell you, in the three-day battle of Gettysburg, that, that leadership edge shifted. Overperformance on one, underperformance on the other. And David changed the world we live in today. So we think it's an amazing classroom to think about your own leadership, whether it's with your family or your corporation or whatever. It's an it's an awe inspiring thing. It's an awe inspiring number fifty one thousand. I would talk about Gettysburg and I say just imagine going going to a, a major league baseball stadium and everybody in everybody in a sellout is wiped out. That's what we're talking about. That's the oh, we, number of bodies that we're talking about. Right. It's, oh, Dave, and if you compare it to today, it'd be like. Uh, uh, getting off work on Friday, Monday morning, opening up the paper and seeing that 750,000 people died in the battle. Wow. So that's just crazy. That's, well, when we, get, when we talk about the topic of courageous, uh, courageous communication, you heard, me dis- uh, heard my opening and things, but why is it critical to exercise courageous communication if I'm a leader? Well, one of the reasons for this, this the, the results in some of these battles and some of these times, and nothing political, all just leadership observation, is that, as you stated in the beginning, some of the most effective organizations on this planet today, 2015, are just, they have so much conflict and disagreements and, and, and controversy. That's where you get creativity. That's where you have people coming to work with their own ideas it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful way to, to, to uh, create any kind of innovation. However, if you're not able to manage that disagreement, it, it's the death of any company, organization, family, or community. So we feel it's so important to use the metaphor from the Battle of Gettysburg of being able to manage disagreement uh, toward, um, toward ends that uh, are successful. If so why do you think it's why do you think so many leaders shy away from speaking up you know when especially when you know the thing I hear most Steve and probably you do too is the confrontation that needs to occur with a boss with right. a person well, above you oh, absolutely Dave uh, the, and let's do the quick metaphor from the Battle of Gettysburg Lee and Longstreet um, both sides of uh, the of the different of the, of the battle. And Longstreet said to, to Lee, said to Longstreet, you know, take that hill. We want you to move forward, pick its charge. Longstreet said, it won't work. Lee said, yes, it will. Longstreet said, it won't work. I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, yeah. Lee said, I'm the boss. Uh, do it. Longstreet said, okay. And within 45 minutes, there were 10,000 casualties. Uh, we're not going to have 10,000 casualties at work in 2015, but the repercussions could be just as devastating. So... Uh, uh, people hesitate to uh, 
uh, at the risk of losing their job. Or so. And so, for example, in that particular uh, metaphor, we talk about maybe some tips and some ways for the boss to to be more open to ideas and mm-hmm. more courage for the person who is uh, confronting the boss. Uh, more more effective ways to convince them. Because you don't want to end up having be a, a, a disagreement that, tor- that torpedoed the company. So it's so important. It's difficult to do, but there are key ways you can help to do that. So when, if I am a leader and I, and I have a team of people and when I ask for feedback, all I hear is crickets chirping. What are, what are some practical things as a leader uh, th- that that leader can do to really draw those people out? Because, you know, some people might have had a bad experience with a previous leader. But now I'm a leader saying, come on, I want feedback. Give me feedback and I'm not getting anything. What, what can somebody do? Well, I tell you, we've got a couple of really easy, not easy, but understandable steps that uh, for both sides, not only for the leader getting feedback, but for the for the uh, participant to have uh, the courage to to, to challenge the, the the leader. We think a disagreement, whether it's with your wife, Dave, or your children, people you love, your neighbors, um, disagreement is not fun. And so right. we we have a couple of real simple rules, and that is. Uh, and imagine you having a conflict with another person or um, imagine with your boss. And the, the first thing we'd like you to do, whether you're the boss or whether you're not the boss, is to seek to understand before being understood. Um, we always want to get our side out on the table. They get their side. Yes, no, yes, no. Do it. I'm the boss. Boom. 10,000 casualties. Instead of, let me ask you, let me test your assumptions. Test your assumptions. Why do you think it will work? And that's uh, not as confrontational as, as, as saying it won't work. It will work, it won't, it will, it won't. How about why do you feel it will? And so right. with those, uh, those questions, so testing assumptions we think is very, very good. Uh, a, a second tip we give is that, okay, Dave, let's say you and I are having a conflict. Dave, let's, let's assume that we do it your way. What would it look like at the end of the day? And then would you please be so kind as to listen to what I think it will look like at the end of the day if we do it my way? Then we start talking about the end of the day. We're no longer, you're right, I'm wrong, you're right, I'm wrong. We start talking about what might happen at the end of the day. Uh, mm. A third thing we talk about is, is this is this is my favorite, and it's worked the best in my personal life, too. Strive to convince the other side that you understand their side as well as, if, if not better than they do. You understand, you understand. You, you ask them why, and, you, and, you, and you, you repeat to them, these are the things you feel. So you're, you're kind of promoting their side. And what it does, Dave, it just it gives you a communication credibility. They, they, they know, my goodness, Dave is not just trying to prove his point. He demonstrated to me he understands my side. Yeah. Now we can spend some time. And what it does is it, 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 it surgically removes the waste of time with our spouses, with our, with our coworkers, et cetera, a waste of time we spend saying, you just don't understand. I'll just yeah. prove it to you. I do understand. So then we spend the time doing the work that we need to do. We got about a minute left here, Steve. I was going to say that listening component. I know you're a, uh, you're a big believer in that, that, that listening is part of courageous communication. And I like what, uh, what, uh, Henry Cloud said in his book in, uh, called Integrity, he said, true listening 
has not occurred until the other person understands that you understand. And that's basically what you just said. Making sure the right. un- other person understands that you you understand their their point of view. Seek to understand before being understood. It's such a huge part of, especially if we're going to engage in courageous communication. Yes, indeed. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, it it's the courage. It, it, it's courage. And courage is such a big part of leadership. It takes courage to say, yes, I'm going to lead. It takes courage to be that leader. Courageous communication, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening out there, courageous communication often separates the successful leader from the unsuccessful manager. And I just want to thank Steve again for being here. Thank you for joining us again for your show. Would you please tell us how we can get in contact with you? So if anybody wants to hear uh, hear more about Lincoln Leadership Institute. I certainly will. Thanks again to you. It was my privilege. So it's, it's, it's my email is steve at gettysburgleadership.com. Steve at gettysburgleadership.com. And my, my personal cell phone number is 717-891-9002. And I welcome calls from anyone. Love to chat more about what we do. That's great. We'll be right back uh, with a quick close. Stay with us. Back after these. In today's business world, you have to be LinkedIn. LinkedIn, it's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Carol is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. In each show, the LinkedIn lady will have a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show with your host, Carol McManus, every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the million-dollar mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the million-dollar mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction. Power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Impact Talk Radio. No fluff. Just straight talk with impact solutions for high-impact leaders. Here's Dave Anderson. Well, I can't tell you how much I appreciate Steve Wiley coming back on the show to do another show, this time on Courageous Communication. If you're going to – if you – heard this show and you want to listen to what Steve had to say in a previous show, 
go to Impact Talk Radio. You can find it on my website, AndersonLeadershipSolutions.com, and you can click on the Impact Talk Radio logo there, and uh, you can download any show, really. You can download uh, Impact Talk Radio directly from iTunes as well if you prefer to do that. But you can find this show, Steve's previous show, or any of our previous shows that way. Look, I love this quote. I love this quote by George Patton. If everyone is thinking alike, then somebody isn't thinking. I mean, based on that quote, based on General Patton's quote, I've been on teams that would have made him crazy. I mean, you may have too. These are teams where nobody wants to speak up. Everyone's agreeable, kumbaya, and all ideas are good, especially if the idea came from the boss. And you know what the results are in those situations? Well, meetings are boring. Ideas are vanilla, and the results are average. By avoiding conflicts, teams doom themselves to mediocrity. Conflict avoidance is the result of making team harmony a goal. Harmony is not a goal. It is a bad goal. When leaders and their teams make harmony a goal, progress suffers. And when I talk about a team, I can be talking about a husband and wife team as well. A team becomes stagnant when conflict gets squelched in order to maintain harmony. See, harmony is a byproduct of healthy conflict. I make the distinction between healthy conflict and unhealthy conflict this way. The goal of healthy conflict or courageous communication is finding the best solution for all. See, the goal of unhealthy conflict is to win. In battle and sports, winning is the goal. I am a competitive person. And while the goal in healthy work team and, and family is to find the best so- solutions possible, my competitive streak makes me want to win. And maybe you're like me. Unfortunately, too many of us have been on teams where people's priorities were misplaced like this. So nobody wants to – everybody sees conflict negatively. Nobody wants to get in conflict, so everybody stays quiet. I had that happen on one of my teams once, and I was trying to pull my team in and talk to them and get them to talk to me and tell me what was going on, tell me about the idea that we were throwing around, and nobody would speak. And finally, I fired the whole team. I just said, look, you're all fired. And they kind of laughed nervously, and I said, no, seriously, you're all fired. And I used Patton's quote. I said, look, if we're all thinking alike, then I'm the only one needed here. That's the truth. If nobody's willing to challenge the status quo, if nobody's willing to, uh, to challenge my ideas, the boss's ideas, why should I keep you all around? Well, that encouraged a lot more conversation. And what I used to tell people all the time, when I'm, here's something for you leaders here. If you want to get people talking, if you want to get people to start enacting and using courageous communication, you want to get them to speak up, maybe say something like this. This is what I used to tell my people. I say, look, I can only guarantee you, I can guarantee you one thing. There's only one guarantee here. If you stay quiet, everything's going to stay the same. If you stay quiet, everything will stay the same. But if you come to me, if you speak to me, if you tell me what's going on, if you tell me your ideas, you got a 50-50 shot. You got a 50-50 shot of getting me to change here. So if you were in Las Vegas and you were going, you were going to the tables in Las Vegas and there was one table that said you got a 0% chance of winning and there's one table that said you have a 50% chance of winning, which one would you go put your, put your money down on? The 50% chance, right? That's what I'm talking about here. Speaking up is going to give you the opportunity and give you, and your, give you the opportunity to at least be heard, to have your ideas considered. But if you're quiet, I guarantee you nothing's going to change. Leaders, courageous communication is about speaking up. It's not just about you speaking up. It's about encouraging your people to speak up. It's about encouraging them to step up and speak up because that's what leaders do. And we want leaders at all levels of our organization. 
You got to have courage to engage in this type of uh, in, in this type of conflict. You got to have courage. That's why we call it courageous communication. I like C.S. Lewis's quote that says, uh, "He said courage is not just one of the virtues, but the form of every virtue at its testing point." You need courage to speak into a situation. You need courage, just like Longstreet did, need courage to speak into the situation in, at Gettysburg that Steve brought up. Steve did a great job breaking down courageous communication for, for us. We need to listen better. We need to make sure that we encourage others to listen better, and we need to keep an open mind and make sure that harmony is not the goal here, that, in fact, healthy conflict, which is going to help us come up with better solutions, as Patrick Lencioni said, is the goal. This is Impact Talk Radio, and I'm Dave Anderson. If you want to get in contact with me, email me at dave at com. I speak, I train, I consult, whatever I can do to help you and your leaders grow. That's what I'm here to do. This is Impact Talk Radio, and I hope today you found something that's going to help you stop reacting and start leading. Have a great day. We'll be right back.